ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Down to the newsboys. Brother John, how are you doing? Uh, Brother Shannon, I am uh, I am doing ex- excellent, and I really, really uh, thank God for his faithfulness today. You know, protection across the board, and um, I think my morning started at about uh, 4.15 this morning, and um, I was had to go out and I love opening in prayer with loosing angels to prepare the way in advance wherever we travel, binding the demons over the crossroads and the road gods, binding all spirits of accidents and mishaps, and and uh, keeping us responsible drivers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, brother, I had an early day this morning, and it's good to be back with you after, what has it been, two weeks? Half a month? Sure. Absolutely. It is great to be back with you, my friend. And you know what? I, I will echo that. Uh, what you said is very true. We don't need to leave the house without praying because the devil is out there to lay traps in our way, set up ambushments. So just <laughs> assume he wants to kill you today. And so um, that's what he does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So we want to fight back and um, foil the plans of the enemies by preparing in prayer before we get out of that house. Amen. That's a great yes, testimony. Well, well stated, brother. I couldn't have said it any better. And uh, it's nice to know that we have each other. We have compatriots out there uh, who are on the same page and or who are learning how to fight the enemy at a level that he needs to be fought. Amen to that. And as we're getting started tonight, I think we need to fight the enemy north of the border up in Canada, who has turned that nation of Canada into tyrannical rule. I'm talking about that effeminate president or prime minister up there. What's that guy's name that wears the skinny pants? I call him Trudeau, but it's really Trudeau. You know, I saw a special last night, and he is literally 
trying to debank people. Um, they arrested one guy from Rebel News who was just trying to get an interview with one of the legislators up there. And one of the bodyguards pushed him in and then said, oh, you attacked this lady. I call BS on that. Listen, that guy needs to be stopped. And there's no better way to do it than stop it with prayer. Can you pray for our Canadian friends up there that God would liberate them from that dictatorship? And I'll join you in prayer. I don't know what else we can do. we got to pray these people out of office. What do you say, Brother John? Uh, I totally concur. I have been uh, a vocal, very vocal uh, uh, proponent of uh, binding and loosing, of going forward, going on the offense, not being on the defense. Defense is good, but offense is uh, complementary, supplementary, and even better because realize it or not these demons are more afraid of you than you should be of them because our big brother the Lord Jesus Christ we have delegated authority from the Lord Jesus Christ who right this moment is seated at the right hand of the Father carrying on I call it being co-regents co-reigning there in the third heaven and we need to be utilizing that authority not sitting back and taking it but I mean going on the offensive staying on the offensive and as I encourage people make it so that the next time the demons are assigned by Lucifer by Satan to attack you that they think twice because as they have told Pastor Worley years ago, and they tell us who are following as he, him as he followed Yeshua, that we don't fight fair. And I, Brother Shannon, I like hearing those words. We don't fight fair. We fight biblically. And their definition, as Pastor Worley, I heard him several times say it, their definition of not fighting fair is basically they lose and we win. So let's go on the offensive. Let's pray. And uh, then I'll mention something that I listened to on Rumble, uh, which was actually made back in November, mid-November before Thanksgiving of last year and you know a few months back. And I think those who want the coordinates, I'll be glad to send it to them. It's about an hour and 10 minutes interview with Dr. Drew and Dr. Drew has a uh, has some decent gravitas being an MD and he uh, is interviewing a uh, a man with gravitas in fact this this man knew uh, Klaus Schwab who is the head of WAF that Trudeau follows and is one of his lackeys. And Klaus Schwab is an old has-been. Um, he was, um, how could I put it, he was a partner in WEF with this man who's interviewed with his daddy. And his daddy thought the world of Klaus and so forth until Klaus turned into a monster. Those were his exact words. And the son who's interviewed uh, indicated that he 
Klaus turned his dad off. He parted parted ways, parted companies, and both with you know his son as well. So, um, and anybody who wants the link, I'll send it to you, and by all means, uh, listen to it because it is so encouraging. And believe me, I've always shared with people that God is in control, his son is at his right hand, and prayer changes things. You say, Pastor John, uh, I've been praying, 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 it doesn't seem like much is happening. Listen, when prayer doesn't work, pray more. When prayer doesn't work, pray more. So let's go to prayer, and let's do exactly and precisely what Brother Shannon is recommending. And again, brother, it's good to be back on board. Let's pool our faith. Father, we come to you. You've heard everything that I have said. And I thank you for the breath to say it. The breath that you give me is only on loan to me. And I thank you that we can share the truth. We can be the truth. We can be the light because we are plugged into the light of the world. We can be the light, a metaphor for truth, and we need to have our mouths wide open in prayer and in proclamation and letting people know what is right and what is wrong, what is true and what is false. And we thank you that we have Lord Jesus, we have your Holy Spirit and the Father's Holy Spirit within us. You're the one who called him the Spirit of Truth. Not a Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Truth. And Lord God, we pray that the wonderful Canadians will continue to stand up like the Dutch farmers and others around the world who are saying no. We don't want the globalists. We're not accepting the globalists. And we ask you that if Trudeau, Prime Minister Trudeau is reprobate, remove him from office. Maybe even cut him off from this earth. But we pray for his salvation. We pray that he would come to know Father God, your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you, through him, through the Lord Jesus, we are reminded in John 17, 3, of the definition of eternal life, where Jesus prayed to you, and the words that he used, Father, this is eternal life, that they, human beings, may come to personal know, to have a personal dynamic relationship and fellowship with you, the only true God, and me, Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. So we thank you that we can come to salvation, that we can not just have a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge and an experiential knowledge in terms of a personal living relationship with you both. And we pray that same thing, believe it or not. We pray because, Lord Jesus, you said, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who despitefully use you. 
and persecute you, so shall you prove to be sons of my Father who is in heaven. It's a sign of a genuine believer who's got the real disease. We pray that for Mr. Tudor. If he doesn't want it, and he's past the point of no return in terms of reprobate mind, which the signs seem to point in that direction with his push for pedophilia in Canada, with his push for a lot more and more, or I should say less and less freedoms for the Canadian citizens in the Canadian Charter, we pray that he will be removed from office pronto, promptly. And Lord, we thank you because this Pierre Polivier sure seems to be uh, the right candidate to take his place. And Lord God, please, work circumstances that he will resign. And thank you. We pray the same thing for a lot of our leadership here in the United States. We thank you for those who have taken the baton and run, Mr. Gates and many others who see the dire straits that the U.S. is in because of poor leadership, stolen elections, and many things that are transpiring per Satan's agenda. Father, we pray those we pray for those who are listening tonight. We thank you for each one. We pray for those who will be listening on archive. We lift them up to you. We cover all the equipment with the blood of Jesus Christ. We pray for the speakers. We pray for those who are sharing from, from the word, the holy word of God. And we commit this time that I am on uh, to you. We pray that we will leave this broadcast as I love to say, better than we came into it. Challenge us. Bless us that we may bless heaven back and bless others. Make me a blessing to someone today should be our prayer every morning. We give you glory. We pray for Brother Shannon, his wonderful family, especially the children. I love the name Jemima. And we just pray right now that you'll protect each one. We talk about being in, in, uh, in, 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 at the throne of Satan virtually there in Bali. And Lord God, protect him. Continue to connect him with divine appointments. Keep all demonic appointments away as well as the baby cobra snakes so that no one will be hurt. And we give heaven the glory, and we pray these things in. Oh, we also loose, before I forget, we loose more than sufficient numbers of holy angels. Wherever necessary, Canada, the U.S., Ottawa, Washington, as well as Jerusalem, Israel, and Mexico, where so many are illegally crossing our border And we, Lord, pray your angels will protect, will promote heaven's agenda, the third heaven's agenda. And we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth, of Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. Amen, amen, and amen. 
Amen. I touch and agree. If you're just joining us, we're live with Pastor John Gogan, Agape Bible Fellowship in East Aurora, New York. Brother John, over to you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I wanted to mention a uh, great time at the uh, men's conference. It was the only... Oh, I've been going to the men's conferences since 91, uh, faithfully, consistently. I think there was one year that Pastor Mike didn't have one. And, of course, if there's none, if there ain't any being held, sorry for the bad grammar, uh, we didn't, I didn't go, of course. But I praise God I've been at every other one faithfully. And, Brother Shannon, i got to be honest with you, we stayed at a, uh, at a Hampton Inn. Sorry, we love the beds. We're spoiled. And uh, <laughs> they're uh, very close to um, where you and Sister Kath and I at the Cracker Barrel oh, had, yeah. a, had a bite to eat and fellowship. And I took a picture. I'll send it to you. And uh, just kind of reminiscing. And, brother, that has, that has to have been like 10 years ago, 8 it years sure, ago. Yes, sure. It was uh, the 2011 conference. And um, yeah. 13 years ago, I so much wanted to make it this time. I didn't have all my ducks in a row, couldn't pull it together, but I'm ramping up. I'm going to meet you all out there one of these days, and I'm also coming up to East Aurora, New York, to one of your meetings uh, in Love the future. Love to see you, brother. I sure would have liked to have been there, but did you all have a good time? Yes, we did. Pastor Mike was not able to make it because uh, Joy, uh, his wife, was not uh, had a downturn and was not doing well, so he had to stay home. I think he gave two messages. Uh, I wasn't there for Thursday uh, because we don't come in until Friday, and uh, Saturday he gave the final message after me. He was supposed to give another message, but he said, Pastor, would you mind um, uh, filling in for me? He said, if you could bring another message with you. I said, Brother, it would be an honor, no problem. And in fact, actually, I told his his uh, uh Phil, Phil there, and because uh, Phil had called me Wednesday night and with at the last minute, and I said no problem, brother. Convey it to the pastor, and I texted Pastor Mike as well. Let him know we're praying for him and for Joy, and uh, so praise God. God is at work, and uh, we had a had a great time. Uh, I want to say probably eh, thirty, maybe twenty five. One night, I think. By Saturday, it was about 30 men. So uh, we had a, a great time of fellowship, and we had wonderful time in and around the Word of God. And uh, uh, noticed you weren't there, but, brother, I know your heart, heart and, and you were with us in spirit, and your heart was, was there. And, yeah, I hope to see, uh, see you finally again. 13 years is way too long. In fact, Brother Shannon, at that rate, we're only going to see each other maybe another eight times before we both in heaven. <laughs> Amen. We're going for we one have, We only have so many 13. Lord, help us. <laughs> Amen, Brother. Thank you. And appreciate uh, the opportunity uh, to assist, to do whatever uh, that I can as pastor uh, now in my 35th year, so um, halfway to 40 years in ministry, and uh, I think my wife and I are celebrating our 58th wedding anniversary this June, so we're getting up there, uh, but uh, praise God, he gives us the stamina, gives us the energy, uh, Sister Kathy's doing uh, doing a lot better, and uh, uh 
physically and so forth. So uh, thank you for for remembering us in prayer as as much as you do. And it's good to be back uh, with you, uh, Brother Shannon. The point I was making as uh, as I prayed and as Brother Shannon and I were uh, talking. Uh, right before we lifted everything up and it canned up especially and um and and brother shannon please remind me to to mention that that link uh on rumble and uh that dr drew program and i'll be glad to send uh anyone who would like it that uh that specific link um if you're on whatsapp wonderful uh, if you just on regular internet, fine. If you only have email, I can send it that way too. But uh, it's so much easier with just sending the link out. And I'm telling you, it, it's an hour and ten minute conversation interview, but it is worth its weight uh, in gold, as they say. And it is extremely hopeful, extremely encouraging. And believe me, the uh, the, the the good guys, shall we say, and uh, the uh, the president, President Trump, the real president, uh, ha- everything is under control. And keep on praying, keep on trusting heaven. I call it Proverbs three, five, and sixing. Uh, trust in Yahweh and with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And I think we're going to be very pleasantly surprised this year with the things that are happening behind the scenes to clean up our nation and other nations around the world and i'm extremely encouraged uh, god is god ain't done with america no matter what the uh, brother brother shannon i've mentioned this before from the pulpit but and I don't know and I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on air. But do you remember that cartoon entitled Pinky and the Brain? Sure, MTV or something like that back in the nineties, I think. Yeah, exactly. And do you remember the two main characters? One was a tall. I don't know what. I think they were both mice, and uh, the brain was had this huge head and. Pinky was kind of like uh, like a Costello of Abbott and Costello fame from many years ago, and the you know the brain always wanted control of the world, and he was only a little mouse. He had a huge head, and but always coming up with these ideas to take over the world, so to speak. And people, I think, and I'm not trying to make fun of. Of, uh, of it or making light of things but that's exactly what man is when he tries to shake his fist at the God of the Bible the triune God of Israel God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit shake your fist at God and say we're going to take over and one of the reasons I, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 2 where it says as they the, the world in the end times comes against God and his anointed, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Christ means, uh, anglicized Christos. 
and it comes from the Hebrew uh, Mashiach or Messiah, the anointed one, not an anointed prophet, but but a, the anointed of God, the son of the living God, and God the son, full deity, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says that God the Father, he who sits in the heavens will laugh at them because he will have them in derision. That is upcoming, I believe. And that is going to happen uh, in the in the, the last hours of the last days at the end of the tribulation period when the nations of the world from the east and west and north and south are coming against and marching against Israel to obliterate Israel. And they're not going to do it. And Jesus is going to be riding a white horse. Talk about a great motif. Riding the proverbial white horse and we're going to be with him because it says he comes with his holy ones and that's why i still believe sorry in the rapture because uh, if i'm riding with you it means i picked you up somewhere and jesus picks us up of course seven years prior to all hell breaking out on planet earth and uh i again uh, he will have them in derision Man is like the brain of Pinky and the brain. And if you remember in the cartoon, I don't know if it's the introduction or where, but it's where Pinky is, you know, the sidekick of the brain. And the brain looks huge as a shadow, but he's only in front of uh, a spotlight or an overhead projector looking huge, but really he's not. He's not anywhere near, but he creates and intimidates, creates fear and intimidates others by uh, appearing something other than he is. And people, even the devil went with all his forces compared to the Lord Jesus Christ is nothing. Oh, he's a formidable foe for us in the flesh, operating in the flesh. Hopefully we're not most of the time, but when we're in the Holy Spirit and we know our authority in the Lord Jesus Christ, he's nowhere near as big and terrifying as he tries to purport, as he tries to impress. He's like the brain, and the brain thinks and tries to represent himself, but you know what, as as otherwise. But compared to the Lord Jesus Christ, he ain't nothing. Again, forgive me for the grammar. Uh, Psalm 2, let's run over there, in fact. Uh, and this describes perfectly the end times. And and uh, don't be confused. I, I believe in the... In the doctrine of the imminency of the return of Christ, there is nothing that I see in Scripture on God's prophetic calendar that needs to happen before Jesus comes for us. And now, if you want to think that you're going through the tribulation period, you know, if you want to put your macho image on and and uh, so forth, and you want to go through it, uh, maybe if you pray enough, God will let you go through it. For I, for one, don't want to. And, you know, I in First Thess, 
I believe God, God through the Apostle Paul, God the Holy Spirit makes it clear. Uh, also in Revelation, I will keep you from the hour of testing, the hour of temptation that will come upon the whole earth. That seven-year tribulation period written to the churches. Seven churches of Asia Minor, but who represent the church of Jesus Christ. The genuine one. Not Christendom. Not Christian in name only. Instead of rhinos, we'll call them sinos. Instead of Republicans in name only. Conservatives in name only. We're talking real, genuine believers. And that's the church. That's the Greek word is called out once, called out from among the world and set aside for God's use and for Jesus' use. Psalm 2. I hope you're there. If you're not, feel free to turn there. Psalm 2. We're going to look at the text that I had mentioned and alluded to earlier. Psalm chapter 2. And it the psalm deals with the reign of of Yahweh's anointed, of the Lord's anointed one. And of course, the Lord Yahweh in this case is Yahweh the Father's anointed Yahweh the Son. And what a tremendous, what a tremendous psalm. And by the way, if you want to sound accurate and sound as if you know what you're talking about, it's not Psalms 2, it is Psalm 2 in the book of Psalms. Uh, the, the, the book of Psalms was uh, a tremendous truth text, text, shall we say, sung in Hebrew by the Hebrews. Some of the Psalms were sung as called Psalms of Ascent, which means they were the Jews would sing them on the feast days where they were going where up to Jerusalem because Jerusalem city in Hebrew Yerushalayim Jerusalem city is on a hill now there you would call it a mountain but compared to the Rockies and compared to many of the mountains of the world, the Matterhorn and, and of course, uh, uh, Nepal's uh, Himalayas and, and Everest, uh, it's not that high. But it is high on the terrain there. And they do have high, uh, relatively high, uh, decent size, I've been there, uh, mountains south of Jerusalem City. And, of course, there is where the uh, famed Masada is that area that Herod the Great built, constructed brilliantly, by the way, where he could run to if uh, the Jews rebelled, revolted against him. And it was a very long tunnel uh, way, kind of like Gaza today, right? Uh, it's been going on for thousands of years, and he, he, there's a tunnel from Jerusalem City just about all the way to Masada. And it is, if you've never been there, I would encourage you to go. It is extremely compelling. Uh, it is high. And, of course, that is where the final battle was between the Roman Empire and the pitiful amount of Jews that were left. I forget how many years they spent up there. 
But uh, Herod the Great had it well stocked with non-perishable food and uh, cisterns of water. So if he needed to stay there for 10, 15, 20 years, he could do it. He could have done it. He never made it because he died uh, before that in, I think I think it was around 4, 4 BC when you include all the data from from the uh, different calendars. I think it was around 4. No, Jesus was born in 4 BC. And I think... I think uh, uh, a couple years after that is when Herod the Great died. I, again, I, I stand uh, corrected. But it was around zero, believe it or not. Let's look at Psalm 2. This is the Word of God. Those of you listening, Psalm 2. And the question, of course, is asked, why are the nations in an uproar? And the peoples imagining, devising a vain thing. In other words, something that it's not going to work. You're coming against the Son of the living God and God the Father. Whatever you devise against God doesn't work. God has us outsmarted if we're coming against him at any point. And of course, we're not going to come against them like the unsaved, unregenerate rulers of the world during these end times. But in a sense, even believers are disobedient children. You can't win. The only thing that you're going to do is lose. Learn that. These end time Rulers of the nations of the world haven't learned it, will never learn it, and they are going to suffer the consequences. They're going to pay the proverbial price. But here the psalmist talks about them devising an empty, foolhardy plan. And guess what? It's not going to work. Who are, we, who are we addressing? Look at verse 2. The kings of the earth take their stand. It's like they're standing by their throne and they're shaking their fist at fists at the God of the universe. And we're going to overtake you. Gee, who does that sound like? Well, the initial rebellion, which was also started in a perfect environment in the third heaven. By a very powerful angel, Satan, today. His name was the Shining One, Lucifer, thousands of years ago. We're going to take over. We're going to win this. No, they're not. They didn't. Angels, listen, angels didn't win against God, and neither are humans. And that's what this is outlining. Verse 2, the kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together. These words are extremely compelling because, well, if you have ever seen Handel's Messiah, the opera, composed by perhaps one of the greatest music composers of all time, even Ludwig von 
Beethoven. When I was in college, I had a two-hour elective in music appreciation. And I'll never, I can still picture in my mind, there on the page of the music text, of this music history book, if you will, I can picture on the page where it says that Ludwig von Beethoven said of Gregor F. Handel that he was, quote, the greatest of us all. End quote. And it took him 24 days to come up with this pristine opera called the Messiah, the Mashiach. And while he was not inspired like the Bible, I'm telling you, I, when you hear it and tears come to your eyes in, as it praises God and it praises his son, his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know the Holy Spirit was involved with this. It's not inspiration like scripture. All scripture is inspired of God. The Greek literally is God-breathed. But it's probably the closest that you could ever come. And I remember these words in Handel's Messiah. And look at they take counsel against two. Against, look, the Lord. In Hebrew, Yahweh. And against his Mashiach, his Messiah. Against both the Father and His Son, His Anointed One. Now, admittedly, uh, the kings of Israel were called the Anointed of the Lord, the Anointed of Yahweh. Yeah. But we're emphasizing the penultimate one that is the Lord Christ, the Lord Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. And let me tell you, whenever you're praying to Jesus, nail him down, especially if you're crying out for salvation. Don't just say, Jesus, help me. Say, Lord Jesus, or Lord Jesus Christ, or Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus, the son, the son of David. Give him a title. Nail them down. Because as Paul points out in 2 Corinthians, there, there are a lot of different Jesuses out there. A lot of spirits out there. And you want to make sure that you're crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll never go wrong, and you'll never end up on a dead-end street. Against the Lord. This is who they're... And you know what? Throughout all of human history, starting, beginning with Cain, Cain, man has been shaking his fist. In fact, really before Cain. Because as C.S. Lewis points out in Mere Christianity, that really the problem with man is he is... He is not wanted since Adam and Eve. He, not wanted. God, God to rule over him. 
no thank you, we can rule ourselves. To which I always respond, gee, how has that worked out so far? When Adam and Eve decided that they wanted to be Elohim, they wanted to be gods with small g. As I said, how has that worked out? And that's really it. They wanted to rule. God, move over. We don't need you anymore. Goodbye. That is the history of man and, of course, mankind, which includes uh, the woman. And that's when we always get into trouble. Even as Christians, during those for those isolated moments, when we tell God to take a hike, for this moment, I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care what price I have to pay. I want to do that. It feels good. I want to do that. I know the Holy Spirit's and my conscience is telling me not to. The Word of God tells me not to, but I'm going to do it anyway. People extremely, men and women of God, extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. You remember that song we used to sing in Sunday school for those of you who went to church as children, as young ones? And I praise God for that. And it went what? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little eyes. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Oh, be careful. You know it. Do you remember that song? Yet we need to do that. And when we start heading in the wrong direction, we need to make a U-turn. One man of God, uh, really there are many, but one probably in the top five in the Old Testament that I highly respect. And you know who I'm going to say, Joseph. I mean, Joseph predated Moses. Joseph predated Elijah. Uh, Joseph predated so many wonderful men and women of God. And as Leonard Ravenhill writes in his book, and remember, Joseph had no Bible. Joseph had no Bible. What a man of God. And he could have come up with 101 excuses as to why Potiphar's wife looked so good. The God has blessed him with Potiphar's wife in his boss's home. Nobody will know about it. What happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. Don't worry about it. No, he didn't worry. He ran. And I'll tell you, because of his faithfulness, the Lord God of Israel rewarded him tremendously, didn't he? At that point in ancient Near Eastern history, Egypt was a world power in that part of the world. 
and God made him the vice president of Egypt. When I was at the uh, Hagerwish Men's Conference, speaking, sharing from God's word, ministering, praying with people, just going out there to encourage the brethren. That's why I do it. And one of the things that I reminded them is that Joseph obeyed God and he rewarded him with the vice presidency of Egypt because he was faithful, because he loved the, the Lord God with all his soul, with all his heart, with all his mind, with, with all his strength. And I believe Joseph had already made that decision regarding Potiphar's wife years before. And we need to do the same thing. Well before that time of temptation comes, we need to already have settled in our mind there's the line drawn in the sand. I am not proceeding any further than that. In fact, I'm going to run the opposite direction to show God how much I mean business. See, Pastor John, I, I didn't do that. I, I, I really fulfilled... Proverbs, which talks about, you know, like an ox going to the slaughter. I followed her right into the bedroom. Well, we stayed in the car for too long. Or whatever. That's okay. God will forgive you. Because he loves us. And when Yeshua died on Calvary, he paid for every sin. And when we trusted entrusted our lives to him every sin past, present, and future was forgiven that's why you can't lose your salvation you've already been justified you've already been declared not guilty Jesus paid everything no court can overrule that no court can say well the fine was paid, but 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 we still have it have an issue. No, 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 no. It is illegal for a judge once a fine has been paid, even by someone else, he's got to let he's got to let them go. They're not guilty anymore. The fine has been paid. But people, men and women of God, sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ, pasture. Remember that because the fine was paid and because so much was done for us, you cannot just respond back. When you've been shown grace, you want to show grace back. When you realize the extent to which Jesus paid the price for your sin and mine, all you can do is get on your face and humble yourself and say, I am so unworthy of this, and I want to choose not to sin rather than to sin. 
So when you have a fork in the road and there's no obedience to the right, to the left is disobedience, you think of that and you say, no, I want to obey. I've been down that dead end street and all it does is take me out of fellowship with God and with others. I don't want to talk about the things of God. And have you noticed, I brought this out last Sunday here at Agape Bible Church. Have you noticed that Satan hits you at both ends? Not only does he get you to sin, he tempts us. He tempts us to sin. And then he hits us on the other end with guilt, shame, and condemnation. Uh, you've blown it too much. God's never going to forgive you for this one. Who do you think you are? You are nothing but a major loser. Why even try? Don't even try. Don't, don't go to church. It's a waste of time. Hasn't helped you much. See, he hits us on the back end. And the front end. And that's why we need to realize that, understand that, and move forward in obedience. And that is rooted in love. I think Paul says God's kindness leads us to repentance every time. His loving kindness. Because he loves us so much and has been so gracious. How do you run up and kick him in the sh- in both shins and laugh while he's in pain, running the other way? No, 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 you run to him. And don't kick him in the shins. Bow down before him and, and praise him for what he's done for you and for me. Look at verse 3. Just a couple more verses. Let us tear... This is what the the rulers of of the earth that don't want to give up their stolen money and their, their stolen power, if you will. Let us tear the fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. The Bible says that the one who sins is, is entangled with the cords of sin. And pretty soon, when you get so many cords and you're entangled to a depth of several feet, you can't move anymore. You can't function. Now, thank God for Jesus who can come in and with his angels cut those cords, metals, wires, hairs, and webs. But steer clear. Stay obedient. They're trying to Run from God. They're trying to. They're trying to say that there absolutely is no way that we're going to let God control us. There's no way that we're going to submit to the leadership of God. We no 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 no. 
There is absolutely no way. We All we're going to do is disobey. Of course, these are unbelievers, so they have a habit of disobedience. They have a lifestyle of disobedience. In fact, that's what separates we who are Christians. Our disobedience is like if you've ever seen Morse code and there's a dot and then there's a line. It's just a straight line for the unbelievers. For the believers, our sin is a lot of space of obedience and it's more punctiliar. It's like a a, a punctuation dot at the end of the sentence. It's occasional. It's not a lifestyle. My friend, if you're you've got a lifestyle of sin and you're just back into your old ways, you've got to wonder, did you really get saved? Are you really born again? If not, then mean business. And look what look look at look at heaven's response. I'm talking the third heaven. Verse four. This is God the Father. He who sits in the heavens laughs. You ever wonder what God's laugh sounds like? It's a mocking laugh. It's a hideous laugh. Because he's got these unbelievers, these human children of the devil. Remember, if the devil's your spiritual father, if God is not your spiritual father, and his son is not your Lord and Savior, deliverer, healer, redeemer, soon coming king, there's only one other option. So God is laughing at them. And look at the Lord, this is Adonai, Adonai scoffs at them. You do not want God scoffing at you, mocking you, laughing at you. And in the context, of course, it's because they think they have the power to overcome God. They don't. I think it was Phil Yancey. No, Frank Peretti. Who wrote this present darkness, piercing the darkness, which is it's a good primer for people who are just getting into deliverance, spiritual warfare, and the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, salvation, deliverance, and healing, Mark sixteen, fifteen to eighteen. But Yancey comments on Peretti, and he says in one of his messages years ago, I heard, There's Satan who thinks he can beat God. And he's talking to himself. He's saying, let's see, what I know about God, since he created me, and I know knew him very well, let's see. He's omnipresent, so he's everywhere at one point in time and space, even though he's outside of time and space, He's everywhere at once, omnipresent. He knows everything. He's omniscient. He knows everything at once, by the way. This is why the Mormons are wrong. When they say in one of their famous epithets, 
as God now is, we can become. That as we now are, God once was. People, that's blasphemy. As God now is, we can become. That's, that's the same thing that Satan promised Eve and Adam in Eden, that you can be as gods. Because Mormonism is has, has Freemasonry involved, and which is pure Luciferian worship, and it is totally deceived as a major cult. And I don't know whether you know it, but the Chosen series is made by the Mormons, by the Mormon temple. Mormon, I don't like to call it a church, by the Mormon cult. And if you have any questions, you can contact the late Dave Hunt's uh, Berean Fellowship. I think he's still in Oregon. Just pull him up. Dave Hunt's ministry. And uh, their latest newsletters decrying that how many Christians are being sucked into it. And it's produced by Mormons. We've got to do our homework, people. And that saying is not true. As God once was, we now are. As God now is, we can become. Lie! We'll never be equal with God. Ever. And God was never like us as a human. He's the majestic, holy, completely set apart God of creation. And look, let's finish uh, this time together tonight. Verse 5, then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury. You never want to hear that. Ever. To be terrified. Read the book of Revelation. It is so bad. Those in Revelation, during the seven-year tribulation period, when God is pouring out his wrath and Jesus is opening the seals and pouring out his wrath with the Father on earth's inhabitants. The Greek is literally earth dwellers. You never want to experience that. They're, They're calling for the rocks to fall on them and death eludes them. Death eludes them. Think about that. Well, Lord willing, Lord enabling, in a couple of weeks we will pick that back up in Psalm chapter 2 and see what else happens between the earth dwellers and the triune God of Israel. If you want excellent materials, I've got to push the bookroom. I've got to tell you about the Agape Bible bookroom. You can find it. You can find the website, agapebiblebr.com. You can also get free materials, including renunciation prayers, forgiveness prayer, and uh, even experience wonderful, wonderfully the 
group deliverances, audio, and we have some other messages on the church website, which is agapebible.net. If you have any questions, by all means, call us here at the church office, 716-655-5008, 716-655-5008. My wonderful wife and part-time secretary, Sister Kathy with a K, be glad to help you, direct you, and if you need to talk to me, if you'd like to talk to me, Pastor John Gogan, by all means, all we are, I love I love saying this, I've said it over the years, all we are is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And we point you to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we just want to say thank you for listening tonight, we hope. As I started out, uh, you leave this broadcast better than you came in. We have a workshop, by the way, one more thing coming up. It's our spring workshop because Easter is kind of late this year. Uh, takes up the uh, month of March when we normally have one. We're going to move it to April, April 5, 6, and 7. If you want hands-on deliverance, if you want um, some great... Bible teaching from the Word of God. If you want some wonderful fellowship with brethren of like mind and like faith, if you want freedom, salvation, deliverance, and healing, we're here for you. And we would love to meet you. You can't beat the price. It's $20 for adults. I think it's uh, children and, and for children above 13, children below 13 are free. And we would love to have an opportunity to share the truth with you. I'd love to keep Pastor Worley's, uh, Pastor Win Worley's memory alive. And so we uh, show on Saturday mornings one of his broadcasts on CD, I'm sorry, on DVD. And we have uh, several of his messages. In fact, most of them on CD and DVD. Hegewish is now going all electronic, and uh, praise God for that. But if you want a hard copy, CD, DVD, we can provide you with either one. So please give us a call here at the church office, 716-655-5008. Any questions, talk to Sister Kathy. She handles the book room during the workshops, and she's in there faithfully directing people. We have over 700 different titles of materials from two or three page handouts to many, many books of Derek Prince, Frank Hammond, uh, John Eckhart, and other people, especially Pastor Worley, and literally thousands of my messages on CD. And uh, any way, again, we can help you. In the name of Jesus, we're giving a cold glass of water in the name of Jesus. So we're going to get a prophet's reward. Yeah, I am selfish. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and please, please, if you, if you want to contribute financially to help us out, help keep the lights out in the proverbial lighthouse of salvation, healing and deliverance here in East Aurora, New York, 
the Northeast, if you will, uh, please go to our website, agapebible.net. You can contribute there. And you say, Pastor, I don't trust the internet. That's fine. You can call Sister Kathy, and we can take the card right over the phone. Uh, uh, no problem. And please support Brother Shannon Davis and his wonderful family. As I like, am fond of saying, please help him. Uh, we we need the, those of like mind and like faith. Uh, Brother Shannon, are you expecting any money from Taylor Swift this year? No, sir. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, we 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 need the help of of the saints, if you will. So the holy ones. Uh, that's what God calls us, saints, if we're truly born again. Brother Shannon, thank you. Thank you, you for- Brother John. Allow me to share God's word, and I appreciate you as a brother, faithful brother in the full gospel of Jesus Christ. Brother John, what would you like to title the message for the archive? Just put uh, gleanings from Psalm 2. Okay, gleanings from Psalm 2. We'll see you soon, my friend. We love you. God bless you. Amen, brother. God bless. Love you in the Lord. Bye-bye. Folks, stay tuned. We're going to patch in Pastor Frank Marzullo. And if you're in the uh, queue, I'll just reset the MixLR feed. So get ready to uh, reset now. Here we go.